Hey everyone, David Williams here, CEO of Care3 and your host for the Treat Us Right podcast. Today is election day. If you are listening to me and you haven't voted, that's okay. Take me with you. I'll be with you when you stand in line. It is so important to vote. Too many people have died for your right to vote, for you not to honor them by exercising that right. So get out there. It's important for you personally as a citizen, but also when we're talking about the impact on health care and health policy. This is a time when health rights are on the ballot. Let's make sure that those rights are maximized and not curtailed. So get out there and vote and pull somebody with you to make sure that they vote. Let me officially welcome you to episode 19 of the Treatise Right podcast. And yes, I apologize, it has been six months since the last episode. There's been a lot going on, obviously, in the world. And I'm working on some episodes that will focus on the monumental decision that the Supreme Court made about Roe versus Wade. I have wanted to get the right people to talk to for you. And I haven't been able to lock them down because they're, they're that important. They're in high demand. But we're going to get them. And we're going to talk about it. But in this episode, we're also going to talk about something extremely important when it comes to health policy, but also your individual health care and how you can impact your own health and ensure that the healthcare system treats you right. So what is that topic? The topic is health equity. I recently moderated a virtual summit of two dozen healthcare leaders from around the country. We talked about health equity and how we can use data to achieve that goal which frankly shouldn't be a a lofty aspiration in this country. But it's also something that you can do. You've heard this many times in the Treatise Right podcast. Using data is how you can help yourself to ensure better care. The point is you can approach health equity from several vantage points, which makes it huge and hairy. But one thing's for sure. If you're a person of color and or a woman in this country, you are not getting equal health care. That's just facts. The question is, how can we as individuals get the best care when it's often invisible to us in the moment that we're not getting the best care? In other words, How can we know? How can we ensure 
that we are getting not just equal care, because truth be told, that's really not what healthcare is about, right? What we need is personalized care. Care that's tailored to our individual needs and based on our unique experiences. If each of us can get that, then we won't have to question whether there's health equity in the medical system. Because my care will be about me and not what biased sources of medical information say I should get. Healthcare as an industry has been working for decades, decades on its factory model. What do I mean by that? By that, I mean creating what is called quote unquote medical evidence. And that medical evidence is meant to standardize treatment protocols for the most common conditions and ailments. But what if the medical evidence has racial and or gender bias? A major source of medical data for treatment decisions would then yield biased results. What we say in the technology and operations world is garbage in, garbage out. That's not the kind of factory the healthcare system wants, right? Right? Unfortunately, we kind of have to question. And we'll talk about that another time. The medical evidence factory model, though, does not solve the problem of what to do when a condition isn't common. It doesn't solve the problem if there are multiple co-occurring conditions. It doesn't solve the problem if there's a lack of medical evidence. And it doesn't solve the problem if the evidence isn't for some reason credible or applicable for a particular patient, especially based on lack of representation in the data. What do doctors do and care professionals do in those situations? They do a lot of trial and error on you. So let's get the reality out of the way. Medical evidence has racial bias. It is well-documented, even though it's controversial, it's well-documented. There are treatment algorithms that impact 100 million people in the United States that have been shown to have racial bias. We've talked about it on previous Treat Us Right podcasts. If you want to get deeper on it, definitely listen to previous episodes. We go deeper. The way to overcome that bias, however, is your own data. Give the healthcare system, doctors, nurses, therapists, give them your experiences from which to derive their treatment decisions. Don't leave them to run mini trials on you based on what 
biased data says when that data doesn't represent you and your experiences, right? Give them data about you that they can use to make decisions for you. It seems so simple. But when was the last time you went into the doctor and said, this is what has happened to me over the last three months or six months? And you had it in a format that a doctor could look at and then respond to and then say, oh, I see this happen. Let's see if we can handle that as a situation so it doesn't come up again. That's what bringing your data ensures. It helps the doctor not to guess or to use biased data to try something. It gives them information they can use that's based on you and what you need. Think about that. When was the last time you had that conversation with your care team? Usually you'll do that when it's your children. Because you are looking at your situation with your child and you're going to the doctor and you're saying, oh, they had an allergic reaction on this date three weeks ago and they've had their vaccinations and they've had um, two sick days where they are showing some really strange symptoms, but we didn't think that we needed to go to the doctor. You come prepared as a parent to have that conversation about your kids. But do you do that for you? That's what we want here at the Treat Us Right podcast. So how do we do that? There are three areas. This is one of the reasons why Care 3 is called Care 3. Plus, we like to keep it simple. Come prepared with three pieces of information. The first one is any major symptoms that have occurred between now and the last time you saw the doctor. And the severity, was it a mild symptom or event that occurred? Allergic reaction, maybe you had some depressive symptoms, maybe some anxiety. Especially if you're already taking medications for something, you want to talk about symptoms like, you know, that could present the side effects like nausea. You want, to, you want to talk about those things and you want to say when they happened and be specific. So make a note. If something happens and you feel like you have a symptom, make a note of it. Write it down. Care3 app is for that. So you can have it electronically and chart it. That is not a shameless plug. That is an absolute plug for something that you should be doing from a behavior perspective. But even if you don't want to use an app, write it down for yourself so you have that information. Second, medications. Okay, Your med list and how well have you done taking them? It doesn't mean you're tracking every day. It just means know when you missed it. And what the reasons were. So you can talk about that with the doctor. There are real reasons why people miss taking medications. One of them is money. They couldn't refill. You have to tell your doctor that. It ain't right. 
that it happens, but you have to tell the doctor so the doctor can take action on your behalf. You also may just forget on certain days because it's not a uniform treatment schedule, so that makes it hard to figure out the pattern. It may be that you have a really busy schedule and sometimes you forget. Just know what those reasons are and the more specific you can be, the better. If there are any side effects that you're kind of not capturing in the, in the symptoms category number one, then note those. Say, I can directly associate this side effect with this medication when I take it. And the third area is activities of daily living. Are there care tasks that need to be done in order for you to have the best experience? Okay, and all of this can be if you're caring for someone as well. One of the examples I use all the time for seniors, if you're caring for them or if you're caring for yourself, obviously, is avoiding fall potential. The activity of daily living is cleaning up. If you have a problem cleaning up so that there isn't debris on the floor that you could trip over and fall then that's an important activity of daily living that you should discuss with your care team or with a social worker because you may be able to get someone to come in and clean up. That's an important thing. If your diet is important, if you have diabetes, that's the number one. Diabetes has a new lifestyle when it comes to how you eat. Activities of daily living include meal preparation. So how well have you been eating is something that you should talk to your doctor about if that's clinically relevant. You get the idea here? Three areas to make sure you're prepared about. And it's all about you. What, what's important to you? You may not need all three, but you should consider all three. One, symptoms. Two, medications. Three, activities of daily living. These are the care three areas of your health. It is my recommendation that you download the care three app and learn how to add those into the app because then you have an electronic timeline essentially that you'll have on your phone anywhere you go. So when you go to the doctor and they ask you what has happened, you can literally scroll, look at the charts, scroll into what's happening on the timeline and be able to discuss things that really matter to you. That's what the app is for. No other app does that across diseases, across conditions. Everything else is out there is like single focus. You want to be able to capture your experience electronically no matter what your situation is. And Care3 enables that. So we keep it quick and we keep it simple here on the Treat Us Right podcast. We talked about health equity. We talked about how you can ensure your health equity or even better than equitable care. And we talked about those three areas that matter when you are readying yourself for a doctor visit. Don't just do it for your children. Do it for you. 
That's the end of the Treatise Right podcast, episode 19. If you haven't voted, get out there and vote. It's important. Everything's on the line. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.